In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Please be comfortable. Good morning. So I had a conversation with someone this week, and they told me that, that they found themselves angry all the time. And I confess that, yeah, there, there seems to be a lot of anger around. And, um, and, and in, I find it in myself, too. And as we talked, I asked them, um, what, what is, the, is the source of this anger? And they said, I just feel overwhelmed by all of this, this evil. Do you feel overwhelmed by evil? And here's the difficult part, it seems to me. The evil that we feel overwhelmed with can be contradictory. So, for example, do you feel overwhelmed by the evil of racial injustice and police brutality? Or do you feel overwhelmed by rioting and looting? Do you feel overwhelmed by the pandemic? Do you specifically feel overwhelmed by the evil of, of this overreaction and over-government reach? Or are you angry at the underreaction, and those who aren't wearing their mask are doing what they're supposed to do. Do you feel overwhelmed by this evil? And what do we do about it? In this colic that we prayed, not the colic for Augustine, the other colic, the colic for this particular Sunday, we pray that God would graft into our hearts the true love of God's name and that we would increase in true religion. And what is true religion? Jonathan Swift said uh, a long time ago, and it still holds true, that most often we have enough religion to hate, but not enough religion to love. We have enough religion to see the evil in others and hate it, but not enough religion to really transform us so that we can love. So what do we do about that? What do we do so that as Paul writes to that church in Rome, we can not be overcome by evil, but we can overcome evil with good. The, the, that this, this message that Paul is giving to the church in Rome is more than just platitude. It is step-by-step -step advice. So I've, there are th things in this reading from Paul's church in Rome that we can pull out and apply to our lives too. See, Paul is writing to this church in Rome that is, um, has gotten enough religion... Uh, that they love God, but maybe not enough that they love one another. I mean, they've got enough that they've been converted, but maybe not transformed. They've received this generous, unconditional love of God that they have made known, that God has made known to them in the way that Jesus lived and the way that Jesus suffered and died and in the way that he was raised. They've seen that, but they're not exactly generous in giving it away either. And so Paul says to them, 
these, these really important and beautiful words. Let love be genuine. Hate what is evil, hold fast to what is good. There's a way that we can hate what is evil, but not hate the evil that's in the person. In other words, we can see an evildoer and hate that evil, but still, at a base level, understand that they too are a child of God, so that we don't hate them. Love one another with mutual affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not lag in zeal. Be ardent in spirit. Serve the Lord. And these are the three parts that I think are particularly instructive. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in suffering. Persevere in prayer. Rejoice in hope. Rejoice in hope to me says that it's an understanding and a trust that we know how the story ends. It's a foundation that we stand on that although the kingdom is not fully realized yet, it has already come. We participate in this kingdom, this kingdom of God. It is here and now, not fully, but the work we do to move towards it is a foregone conclusion. Does that make sense? We can rejoice in hope because it's not a, an optimism that things will turn out. It's a faith that God has already determined the end. And the worst things that we've done do not define us. The worst things that human beings do do not define us. So we can rejoice in hope. Even when we get to that second part about being patient in suffering. Now that's not to say that suffering is okay. It's not to say that those who are suffering should just accept it as their plight in life. That's, that's not it at all. But while we are in the suffering, while we are experiencing things that we cannot control, which is what suffering really is, we can be patient. Not to say we don't do anything, but we also go through trusting that God, as we are holding the suffering, without lashing out, just holding it, that we find that God is holding us. It's in that patience that we discover God holding us. And then, in order to really, truly walk in this way of God's love in Jesus, we have to persevere in prayer. We have to persevere in prayer because Paul, so, Paul like Jesus, also says, do not repay anyone evil for evil, although there's a whole lot of that going on, isn't there, in today's world? Take thought for what is noble in the sight of all. If it is possible, live peaceably. Never avenge yourselves, but leave room for the wrath of God. If your enemies are hungry, what are we supposed to do? And if they're thirsty, that's a much different way, isn't it? That's the way to overcome evil with good. So how do we do that? Because personally, I find that rather difficult. How about you? We persevere in prayer. Persevere 
in prayer. Not just persevering by gutting it out on our own, gripping the wheel of our car, and instead of blowing the horn and calling that son of a gunner, you know what, we persevere in prayer. So here's a... Um, Here's a, a, strat a prayer strategy to persevere in uh, that uh, I have to admit, this is not my, of mine own. This is um, a practice of Shannon's, uh, a loving kindness way of being that is persevering in prayer. She, um, so in this loving kindness as a way to pray for our enemies, to bless those who persecute us, as we understand the persecution, to bless them rather than curse them. The idea is that first you pray for yourself, okay, because then you don't feel so threatened. Then you pray for uh, a benefactor, someone who has just given you something, no strings attached. Then you pray for a dear friend. You see how it's rippling out? Then you pray for maybe a neutral person. Uh, maybe it's uh, your, um, the person at the dry cleaners or the, the checkout person at the grocery store or the person you know who delivers your mail, but you don't really know them. It's just a neutral person. And then you move on to the difficult person. You pray the same prayer for all of them. Self, a benefactor, a dear friend, a neutral person, then that difficult person. If you get to the difficult person and the, the prayer comes to a screeching halt, just like in that old board game, go back to go. Self, benefactor, dear friend, neutral person. It may take a while to get there. The prayer that she prays is, may they be, or may I be safe and protected. May I be free from inner and outer harm. May I be peaceful. May I be happy. May I always have kindness and friendship in my life. Do you see how then you can kind of go to, uh, I'm thinking Kay Siebel as a benefactress. May she be safe and protected. May she be safe from inner and outer harm. May she be peaceful. May she be happy. May she always have kindness and friendship in her life. And then to say that for a dear friend, right? It's easy to do. Then to say that for uh, the garbage men who pick up all our garbage. May they be safe and protected. May they be free from any inner or outer harm. May they be peaceful. May they be happy. May they always have love and kindness and friendship in their lives. Now we're at a little bit different place, aren't we? So I invite you to think about the people who you see as maybe not evil, but just really get under your skin. Don't name them out loud, because the person next to you may be naming the exact opposite. And try to say that with me. May they be safe and protected. May they be free from inner and outer harm. May they be peaceful. May they be happy. May they always have kindness and friendship in their lives.
Martin Luther King said, darkness cannot cast out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot cast out hate. Only love can do that. This love of Christ that involves suffering and death and resurrection. May we walk that way, that particular godly way of love, so that we are not overcome with evil, but through the power of God working in us, we are able to overcome evil with good.